Welcome to the Peanut Butter and Jody podcast, where we discuss life, love, and the art of successful relationships. I'm Jody, and the love of my life and partner in crime, Laura, is by my side. Say hi, Laura. Hi, Laura. Hello. Hello. I'm admiring your brilliance. <laughs> so we're we're sitting here preparing for the podcast, and um, we have a couple of of notes, just the points we want to remember. Bullet items, if you will, like a bullet to the head. Wow. Um, All right. But um, I'm sitting here looking at this list, and it keeps flopping over or flapping. Yeah, so it's it's <laughs> flapping about like a fish out of water. So it's it's flopping all over the place. And Laura sticks a pen in the pad behind it and does this MacGyver move <laughs> and has this thing <laughs> firmly in place. Yep, and then you try to do so it. So I said, well, I can one-up <laughs> that because my side of the paper was a hair flappish. <laughs> So I decided, well, I'm going to grab pen B of Bic styling and I'm going to go and do the same thing. And I'm looking, I'm like, what the hell did she clamp it to? Because I try to put it in and nothing is happening. Wow. That's so, an issue. So she reached behind and in a very slick move, stuffed it in the in the ring of this pad behind it and pulled it off. So she pulled a double off. Wow. So now I have this this fantastic little... Uh, reference sheet that is firmly in place due to Ms. MacGyver. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank you. So for those who listen to our podcast, I would love to thank you. We would love to thank you. We, I am here. There are two of us yeah. and, and, and a dog. Well, in my head, there's more than two. Uh, so so <laughs> I have 37 in my head right now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we would like to thank everyone who's listening. And yes. please... Um, if you are benefiting from this podcast in any way, talk to your friends, talk to your neighbors, shout it from the rooftops. Yes. Get people to listen and, um, help us grow this thing. Yes. We love making them for you and we would uh, love to see it grow. Mm-hmm. Um, you can always catch us on iTunes if you search for peanut butter and Jody. And you can get us on Google Play as well. And you can always go to peanutbutterandjody.com, which will take you straight to our wonderful Podbean site. Yes. Where uh, we host our wonderfully delicious episodes. Yes. Just giving a recap because uh, we actually are stating this in another podcast as well, in case you missed that one. Right. Yeah. Uh, we just want to make sure we get the message out. Again, if you're getting anything from this and you're enjoy, enjoying yourself uh, and getting getting a laugh uh, at our expense, um, so be it. Uh, we're glad to have you and we're glad you're listening. Okay. Very well said. Well, thank you. Um, so today we're going to have a fun discussion. Now, a little bit about my background. I've been involved in musical things pretty much my entire life. So from being a music appreciator, um, a musician, um, my whole life playing multiple instruments, um, I've, I've enjoyed music in my uh, entire existence. 
Okay. And we were talking about, you know, kind of um, threads of things that happen through your life. One of the things that I realized um, that music has been ever present in my life, uh, in our marriage, in every facet of my life forever. And I tie things to, to music. I tie events to music. Um, I tie memories to music. In fact, I, I could go as far as to say that everything that I know in life is a complete farce because I learned it from metal music. Well, let's not forget Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons of Kiss. Yes, I'm wonderful and I'm rich <laughs> and I'm Gene Simmons of Kiss. <laughs> I'll follow that up with a tongue flicker that no one can see. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Mm. Um, but uh, but I do have to say though that it's it's constantly and always there. I wake up singing songs in my head. I'm always there's always something musical going on with me. I think that's with the the average person too. You'll yeah. you'll find music is somewhere in their life. Yeah, and um, and like I had said, uh, you know, I, I remember as a kid, I used to pull pull moves out. On, on people all the time, like like people will sit there and say, "Oh, um, you know, we're ta- we're talking about, you know, uh, we're talking about the atomic bomb or something like that." I'm, I'm like, "Oh, that's H seven C five O six N three, which is the serial number of the bomb." <laughs> and they're like, "Wow, you are some smart little Dickens, aren't you?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Not really so smart." I listened to a metal song that was called Hiroshima Mon Amour. Where they tell you what you know, little boy was. But what? Uh, which group? Uh, by Alcatraz. Alcatraz. Or or I'll pull out some some uh, crazy thing. You know, he was left at the gate of Hades by the guardians of the lost souls, <laughs> the keepers of the unavenged, and they did say to him, "Let ye not pass, abandon, return to the world from whence ye came, and seek payment not only for thine own anguish, but to vindicate the souls of the unavenged." Wow. Sounds so impressive. <laughs> Metal tune. <laughs> They're like, wow, that guy's a poet. <laughs> he can recite the rhyme of the ancient mariner. No, I can't. I can recite Iron Maiden lyrics. <laughs> so well, no brilliance there. Just yeah, That's uh, interesting. But I can pull that stuff out and little references to music all over the place. Um, but it's always, always, always there. It's brought me frustration. It's brought me uh, immense joy in my life. Um, so I, I kind of want to talk a bit about, you know, in, in our relationship and in our family, uh, you know, kind of, and, and we'll go back to my childhood a little bit. Okay. About, you know, what weaves this, this mystical, musical way through my existence. So... From my very early age, I remember a couple of things. How old uh, say? About. Four. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being afraid of The Lion Sleeps Tonight, the song. Why? I don't know. I, I may even be younger than four, to be honest. That is weird. I remember the apartment we lived in. It was an upstairs apartment. I had a ladder on the wall from some little fire engine thing that I had. Okay. And if that song came on... I made my mother turn it off. <laughs> okay? Yeah. <laughs> he away. I'm taking a crap in the corner when that was happening. Okay? Wow. Yeah. So that was my first 
memory as a, as a kid relating to music. So can I ask you a question about that? Sure. So when we saw The Lion King, did that, not to be funny, did, did that bring back this little fear? It didn't bring back the fear, but it reminded me of the memory. You know, I think our dog just <laughs> farted. And she she really... That's a, I'm going to, here, ready? That was a stunning boofer by my little dog. Holy oh moly. And, you know, and she's wagging her tail. Oh. She's got a little bit of fart pride. <laughs> Talking about the Lion King, they had pride rock. We got farty pride over here sitting down in the corner. Wow. Oh, my God, that was so bad. But I applaud it. I do. I, I applaud <laughs> A wretched oh, boofer coming from my little animal. Oh, we digress. Yeah. Go ahead. So, um, yeah, I was asking about if you had a fear when you heard that when we saw The Lion King. No, I didn't have a... Not a, a fear. Did it bring back that memory? Vividly. Yeah, okay. vividly. Yeah. Um, but I remember um, there are times, the, literally the other day, Roberta Flack came on. Killing Me Softly came on. <laughs> okay? <laughs> it's like a morbid bend to my life here. Okay. So, softly. Yeah, so killing me softly <laughs> comes on and I am immediately <laughs> transported back to Wood Avenue in Linden as a little kid, probably about uh, preschool age. So that song too? Oh, there it goes on through my life. You had a lot of songs you were afraid of. I wasn't afraid of killing me softly, oh. but it brought me immediately back to a time. Oh. Um, you know, I, and literally I could tell you Wood Avenue in Linden near my preschool, which was in a church. Um, surprised that place didn't burn to the ground. Uh, but I was transported instantly by that memory. So killing me softly. Um, the, uh, that song about Warren Beatty. Oh, um, you're so vain. Yeah. That's another one. Another one that transports that me. No, it's not. That's not a fear thing. Just, just the, Harley uh, Simon's big lips. Yeah. That'll scare about any guy. <laughs> that girl could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. <laughs> um, but it, it did transport me back, um, very vividly to certain points in my childhood. Um, I remember my mother had had one of those old record players, but it was like a piece of furniture. Yes. Yeah, we <clears throat> so had one of those. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it had very ornate speakers and a, a fancy little grill thing. Yeah, they thing were really and, pretty. Yeah, and, um, but uh, she had um, Beatles singles in there, I recall, and a, a Buddy Holly uh, album, one of the original, it was a, a legit original 1950-something Buddy Holly record. So let me ask you a question. So your mom was into music? Not so much. I think the total quantity of all of the music she owned was probably like 10 or 15 things. Okay. The the um, soundtrack for Hair was in there. Okay. How about Grease? No, I bought that. I had that. Yeah. That was cool. The double you album? Flip it, yeah, you'd flip it open. It was the second album I bought. The first album I bought was Kiss Alive. I'm so surprised. Yeah. And I bought it around 1976, okay, which puts me about eight years old. I bought it in Bradley's in Bradley's. in Woodbridge okay. in Colonia, actually. Um, and I also and I could tell you, walking into the stores on the left hand side is where the record section was. 
Um, we bought Grease not long after that, but I also remember buying a single f- from one of the new Kiss records that came out um, called Take Me um, from Kiss's Rock and Roll Over um, disc or uh, album at the time. Those are the first two things I actually bought. Okay. And that was like legit the beginning of my want to be to play music was okay. Kiss. Okay. All right. Hands down. So I may mock Gene Simmons now because of what he's become. No, but you admire you really admire admire them or uh, uh, to see something you know. to open up the uh, Kiss Alive One's album or Kiss Alive 2 is really something if you open up that that album to see what these guys were doing the show that they were doing every kid my age you can go back any 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 metal dude or rock dude in their 40s was influenced by Kiss we probably started to play because of Kiss i know i did you know um so I was uh, fortunate to have um, my uncle in my life at the time who was uh, very giving with his musical He's knowledge. He's still in your life. Yeah, of course. But but at that time... At that time of your life, you were fortunate to have him. To have him uh, be such an amazing musician um, and encourage me. Now, he wouldn't necessarily teach me because even though he, he was a, a music teacher, um, but what he did, he's like, you know... Here, here's an instrument and, you know, play with it. See what happens. And then I started to play music. So, uh, yeah, I think the first thing I ever played was Another One Bites the Dust. It was the first thing I think I ever played on a bass guitar because he's a bass player. He could was play. That Queen? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're doing the movie. Yeah, they are doing a movie. And the guy looks crazy like Freddie Mercury. And he's like a, like not a famous person either. Yeah, and he's like marginally famous. Like that uh, Flute and Flatten Skarsgård who plays in It. Yeah, we just found out there's actually eight children. Yeah, a Skellen, St- Stellen Skellen. Stellen Skarsgård is the dad who plays Bootstrap Bill. Bootstrap um, he's the dad of all these scars guard spawn. And Bootstrap Bill was from Pirates, in case people don't know that. Right, but he's been in a bunch of other stuff. He's he in Mamma Mia, Mama Mia, and mm-hmm. he's been acting in Europe forever. But he's got fifty-seven thousand children. Um, actually, he has eight that eight. we found out. Yes, and half of them are actors. Yeah, so, one played Tarzan. So Skeeton Flatten Tarzgard and and Heeshen Flippenblatten Scarsgard. <laughs> They're all scars gardening out over there. <laughs> and <clears throat> one thing I will say is they all come from Sweden, mm-hmm. which is where all good music comes Stockholm. from. Stockholm. Yeah. All, half the music I listen to now is Swedish. Yes. Uh, so it's not just actors and, wait, and music. We're just going to say that my perfume may not be Swedish, but it's Norwegian. Which all is... from that, that, that upper part of, uh, of Europe. Um, you have a thing for that. Yeah, we, we like that area. Uh, it's it's a little Norwegian action. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how um, I got into it. And like I said, I, I've had battles with music over the years where I get frustrated or being a bass player, you kind of want to have other guys to play with. And if you don't have other people to play with, then you're left to fend for yourself, which is what led me to learn other instruments. But I always sound like me. And sometimes you don't want to sound like you. You want... Um, you know, for instance, if if I have my my 
wonderful friend Tom, who's an amazing guitar player. Um, he sounds like Tom. You know, everything I play sounds like me. And if you want to get really interesting in music, you want to have other people give their input, they take you in a new creative direction. Well, I know that I admire you for your ability to play and to also sing. Hmm. And you actually sang at our wedding. Well, you taped it, but you were singing um, and played on it. I am. It was uh, wonderful tonight. I did a, a remake of the Eric Clapton tune. It's beautiful. And I played all the instruments and sang the uh, the vocal line. It was beautiful, bub. And I actually learned how to play six string guitar uh, just for the purpose of playing that. I didn't know how to play. Oh, before I that. didn't know that. No, that's the reason why I learned. I find things on this podcast you tell me that I've never known. Yeah, I know. Killing me softly. A <laughs> uh, little lion sleeps See, I, tonight. I thought you were. <laughs> Afraid of that song, killing me softly. No, you'd think I would have been though. <laughs> or Carly Simon's lips. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of how I came up. Uh, so okay. it's been um, with me uh, forever. Yes, know, virtually. I mean, yeah. I, I literally there's not a day that goes by where I'm not listening to something, exploring something. I still uh, explore current new music constantly, like Bleeding Edge. Uh, hard rock and metal stuff. I'm still all about it. I, mean, I introduce guys that are 30 years old to stuff I listen to. Yeah. So they're not aware. And me. And you. And you. But I kind of think um, if I look back and I give a little thought, um, it's been in our lives forever in various stages. Well, for you, not for me. Yeah. But I mean, in our our life as a family. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, since we dated till now. Right. Yes, I agree. Because when I was growing up, I wasn't really into music. I was more into movies and TV. So I just remember when I was a kid that I would play, was it the 33 or was it the, what was the little record? 45. A 45 of Close Encounters of the Third Kind, the music, it was like a classical, and I would do these ballet moves in <laughs> in the living room. Did you, did you put on That's, tights for the, for the show? I think I was like 20. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but I remember that. Like, But my family really wasn't... They weren't musical. They weren't into music. So... I really didn't have an appreciation, let's say that, until we started dating. Well, high school, you know. Yeah, but that, that's like that, you know, that bubble hot 97. Gum, that bubblegum music. You know. But then we dated. Me, when me and you were dating, we had, oh, I have a bad story. I was Shoot. dating. I was dating this guy. You talk about how music can cut you. And um, he played this song, and I can't even remember what it was. And it was this breaking up song and we're in the car and I was like getting upset and I'm looking out the window and then lo and behold like a week later we break up and he was telling me no it's just a song it was from Pretty Woman it was from the soundtrack oh great right so totally forgettable (laughs) as he himself and um I just remember like that you can have music as like a bad thing like you were saying you were scared um, but when we dated, 
we had, you know, the love songs like Michael Bolton. When we dated. When we dated, yeah. me and you. Oh, yeah. And we had uh, Queensryche. Which you had never heard of before. I have never heard of. And also Mr. Big was because of you. Yeah. yeah which Mr. I just Big. listened to today, actually. Yeah, because they, they were founded. Um, I think actually we get Eric Martin on the on it, here. It, I'd love to. In 1989 is when Mr. Big came out. And we started dating in 1990. Yeah. So they were they were fairly, they were new. Um, and then when you go back and you find out, well, wait a minute, that guy who played bass on Mr. Big and the founder of the band was uh, the same guy that played with David Lee Roth, whose who's tape you had, Eat Him and Smile. I think you yeah, had Yeah, I it. had that. Yeah, I love David Lee Roth. Right. Um, but it's interesting, one of the things you mentioned is how, how kind of in a similar fashion that um, you tied. Uh, today, if I went and played some cheesy Peter Cetera song or whatever song that was, that breakup song, it's going to elicit an emotion in you. No, it was from Pretty Woman. Whatever it was. It's going to elicit a negative emotion in you or some some memory back to something that made you sad. True, true. And that's like sense, too. When you smell certain things, you're like, oh, that was smell like my biology lab or back like, in high school. Or like my dog's butt. That's just nasty. Yeah, that's going to elicit some memory. It's going to be a memory of me and the porcelain uh, god in the next room <laughs> yakking. Anyway, Oof. so when yeah, I was in high school, the only thing I can say is I was always different. Everyone's listening to Power 99 FM, which was a lot of the rap music. Yeah, forgettable music. And I was never really into that. I was the rock and roll person. But I was also... A little bit of Pat Benatar. Uh, yeah, but I was also into... Broadway songs and um, things like a chorus line. I was into Barbara Streisand, uh, a little bit of Kenny Rogers, actually. Well, and I'm not is, a country person. No, but that's very interesting that you bring that up because after we got married, um, or even when we dated, um, I don't know if we did it when we dated. We um, did do it when we dated. Hey, <laughs> that's right. Hey. Um, <laughs> but we would go see shows. In New York. Um, yeah. Yeah, we would go see, uh, you know, the, the shows, some shows in the 90s. And we continued to see the occasional show we can. But I, I do, one of the things I do have is an appreciation for pretty much all kinds of music. Um, country is a tough one for me. Um, you know, I, I, could, I could do the Zach Brown band, but I can't do She Thinks My Tractor Sexy. Well, because you don't have a tractor. I don't, yeah. You can't relate. I don't understand that tractor. But not to disparage those who like that or get something true. from it. True, that's just cool. like, it's, it's not our thing. thing. It's right. just not, not something I do. But for for everything else, though, uh, I remember you and I going to see Liza Minnelli. Yes. And Air Supply. Yes. And, uh, you know, lots of different kinds of music and, and some of the shows that had had a lot of, had musical numbers in them and and things like that. Uh, we saw Phantom a couple of times, uh, Beauty and the Beast. Um, About a bazillion. Yeah. We, so we've seen, um, what was that Matthew Broderick one? Oh, nice, nice work, work if, if you, you can, can get, get it. it. Yeah. Wow. That was a Gershwin. Yeah. All Gershwin music. Unbelievable yeah, show. It's a really good show. And then uh, very recently, I went with our, our middle daughter, Victoria, or we'll call her Tria, because um, she nicknamed herself. She couldn't say Victoria. Aww. Yeah, she could not say Victoria, so she calls herself Tria, and it just stuck. 
Uh, now she's she's 18 years old and she's beautiful and she's still Tria. She is. Um, but we went to see Hamilton uh, a few months back. And again, a, a totally different thing. You know, history set to to hip hop and rap and it was just ridiculously good. Yeah, you said that. Just amazing. It I, was a I, daddy was and away. daughter day. It was beautiful. Yeah, what's better than history and steak? I mean, honestly, <laughs> is there anything better than that? Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> I um <laughs> I just can I just say something about when we dated? Yeah, of course. Most of our music was pretty quote unquote normal, you know. Then we had somebody called Frank Zappa. Oh, Frank Zappa. So And we would have our <clears throat> time <laughs> together. Yeah. Playing Frank Zappa, which is really weird. Yeah. So how do you get down when you're listening to Why Does It Hurt When I Pee? <laughs> I or mean. Catholic girls. With a tiny little mustache. <laughs> I mean, but the, the thing is that it was such avant-garde, interesting music that you th- it was funny. I mean, honestly, was, that particular one, that. Joe's Garage, I, it, was very funny. It was It was very good. So. Uh, so yeah, so that was our dating. My the thing, the highlights of our, you know, we dated our music. Yeah, you went to see my band, like uh, like date number one. Yeah, just about, and that's know? yeah, I did. I went to see your band, and uh, we that, were practicing. I was decked out in some fluorescent fluorescent sneakers and Zubaz pants, and you had long hair, a finely cropped mullet. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you. I was a catch back in the day. You were. Yeah, we were rocking and rolling all you night. <laughs> um, but yeah, you went to see the band and you're, you know, I mean, as, as me as the guy who's, you know, that scared the hell out of me. Because to this day, I still can't play in front no, of you. No, you can't. I know. I know. You just told me that recently, actually. Which is you... weird. <laughs> I mean, I've played in front of people before. I mean, my first time I ever played in front of anyone was like third grade, fourth grade. And... For some reason, and I know you would never judge me, but no. but I I get shaky. Maybe because you wanted to be perfect for me. That's the problem. Probably, probably. And I know that, and as every musician can attest, there's no such thing uh, as a perfect performance. So I um, hey, I I try, and um, you know I'm kind of like Bam Bam Rubble. You know I do the, my best singing in the shower. <laughs> I do my best playing out of sight. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so it's interesting. Yeah, so it's um, it was there though uh, from from our very first uh, date, just about the first time we went. So our first date technically was in Fridays, where you had the manicotti, and uh, I don't know what I had, but I, had, I have another odd story about music. <clears throat> but I had you. Oh. So I didn't care what I ate. Oh. Um, but um. Our actual first time going anywhere was going to my band practice the following week. Yes, and it was so, cold outside. Yeah, it was like one degree. Cold. It was stupidly cold out. Um, what were you going to say? I was going to say, right before I dated you, I remember I was trying to get a teaching job. And I was in, actually, I was still in college. I take that back. I was in Trenton State. And I took a, a teaching class where I went to a third grade classroom in Trenton. And I had to teach the kids about America and about the immigrants 
coming over to America. Mm. So I thought, well, you know what? I have a Neil Diamond album at home because my grandmother loved Neil Diamond. I'm going to bring that in and play it. Well, my country tis of thee. That did not go over well. Sweet land of liberty. <laughs> Today. <laughs> it was that guy, right? Remember that guy. <laughs> yeah, so we were one of the first trips we took <laughs> after we got married. I was pregnant. Yeah. With uh, Alex. And we, we went to Williamsburg, Colonial Williamsburg, for like a long weekend. <laughs> And we were in the very historic section, uh, you know, where they do mock trials and stuff and all these super old buildings. And some guy is rocking this, this like, you know, bedazzled out Neil Diamond jacket. And he's walking through the middle of this place, just busting out Neil Diamond the entire time. Coming to America, I believe. I'm not sure. I can't remember. But I was like, it what was awesome. is happening? It was so awesome. <laughs> the guy was just killing it. I think he even did a spin in the middle of the thing, popped his collar. Like I said, he was all bedazzled out. That guy was, was, was glowing like but a you know sun what? flare. I will give him credit. He didn't care. He's doing his thing and loving it. Nope. And he was, certainly loved his Neil Diamond. He, that was weird. So... The, what I was trying to say is sometimes music does not go over well to the next generation. That I mean, you know, those kids were looking at me like I had two heads. They didn't understand why I was playing this music when I thought, hey, music can teach. So, no. Well, music can teach, but Neil Diamond can't. <laughs> yes. Um, but but, um, but um, uh, Lori Berkner... <laughs> she can teach music. Oh. The Wiggles can teach music. Yes. Um, My and, son loved both of them. And that's kind of one of those things that, you know, in our kids' lives, we saw um, there's there's lots of attachments to music um, or, or lots of memories that are attached to music. Even like, today, they'll bring stuff up. Yeah. And um, so, so Victoria, or Tria, we'll say, just Tria, uh, is... A wonderful singer, um, and yes, she she kind of she kind of took that, um, you know that love of performance, and kind of ran with it, you know. And she's she's a fantastic performer. Um, one of one of the memories that always pops into my head is we were driving uh, down to Florida on one of our pilgrimages to the Holy Land known as Disney World. Which we actually passed the Holy Land. Yeah, yeah, the Holy Land experience. Oh. One of these days, when I want a little entertainment, I'm going to watch myself a good crucifixion. Yeah. I made the joke What's that better they probably than that, really? have like a, what do they have, like a fishes and loaves special. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you buy, you get, <laughs> buy one, get one half off. And we can take your water bottle We'll turn it into wine. Yeah, yeah I'd love I'd love that. Some <laughs> Poland spring wine. That'd be great. So I'm sorry. What were you going to um, say? Was it about Tria? It's about Christian, actually, because Christian as a, I would say he was probably about two, um, started to love Beatles tunes. And he was like a little kid, and he knew like all these Beatles songs. Yes, and so we would sit there and we would just run Beatles tunes and stuff. And he's singing away in the car and the girls are singing with them. And 
everybody's singing all these tunes. He had a Beatles poster. He actually he still has a Beatles shirt that he just got. And, um, yeah, lo- we have him on video singing. Right. And if, if you ask Alex to this day, um, you know, she can probably, if I went, blah, da, 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 dee, bah, bah, she wow, would probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. Right? She just talked, to, she just sent me something the other day that was from the Disney sing-alongs. Right. She'd bust out some something about the Disney sing-along songs. So it's it's always there. There and these things, you know, Alex is twenty two and she will could probably tell you verbatim the songs, the words, everything about all these things. Well, you know what's even more interesting is the fact that <clears throat> we'll take Alex for the for example. She just got married a couple months ago and she actually used to watch a lot of all the classic Disney movies. She was the classic Disney kid. So the Aladdin song and the Tangled song, which is not so much as classic, but still Disney, uh, she used them in her wedding march. So all of those memories we created through songs, Disney songs, she still, to this day, will talk about them and use them. And also Toy Story was a big thing with me and her. I used to push her on the swing in the backyard, in my parents' backyard, actually. And I used to sing to her, You Got a Friend in Me. And when that song comes on, when she's listening, she will always text me. Wow. Because it meant a lot. And when we went to see the third Toy Story together, just me and her, I started crying because it was, you know, Andy's now going off to college and leaving his toys behind and... And it was a really touching moment. Yeah, so you got a friend in me and all those things would have tremendous meaning to the two of you. Absolutely. And then we have my memory with Tria was Moulin Rouge. We would wa- I would watch Moulin Rouge with her when she was little. I don't even know how old she was. And I remember we would sing the Elephant Love Medley together. So Christian, the male character in it, played by Ian McGregor, mm-hmm. who knew that Obi-Wan could sing. Who knew? And Nicole Kidman, who I adore, who played the female lead, they would sing to each other. And it was kind of like a, a, a mishmash of different songs like Elton John and all that. But and she Nirvana. memorized yeah, them. Nirvana. Yeah, Nirvana. But she memorized all of these. So we would sing according to the parts. Wow. So you see, and it's interesting because now when you think about it, I mean, even some of the some of the the shows that she was watching at the time, you know, whether it was Bear in the Big Blue House or oh. or whatever, or or the Big Comfy Couch, all these things. That was Alex. All of them, but Vatria kind of copped that a little bit. Also, well, yes, she well, did. She dressed as Lunette once. She did because it was a costume I had. Well, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> but all of these shows, all of these shows had had um had songs. All of them. They all do. Yeah, they all had songs, and they're all, like, if I were to say, no means no. No means no. No means no. No means no means no means no means. So we know, and this is something. We know. This is something you probably haven't heard in 15 years. No. No. No means. But I'll tell you. That um, I didn't get to my my other child, my little guy, Christian, Ah. who also always had really strange taste in music for a little guy. And, you know, Beatles was one. Jack Johnson was another. And uh, uh, Tria loves Jack Johnson now. 
yes. which is kind of funny since she plays ukulele and other things like that. Um, she's got it too. But yeah, I remember, and we were talking about this earlier, and you don't recall this, um, but when you would babysit Aaliyah and you'd have the two of them together, you would pop on Jack Johnson and the kids would hang out and you would do little cooking things with them and stuff and listen to Jack a, Johnson. a little girl, actually a very good friend of mine's, Minds, uh, their daughter, uh, who I used to watch with Christian, they're the same exact age, and that's who she is. Yep. But I want to say one more thing about my buddy. The one thing that all of us love, the video of him acting out Zac Efron's part oh in boy. High School Musical. Wow. He was like, how old? Three? Um, four? Maybe, three no. or four? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even say he, he was definitely not four. He was probably three. Yeah, probably three. He would act it out. It was that song, um, uh, Bet On It. Bet on it, bet on it. And he would it, act it out. It. He would do what they were doing on the screen and kind of mouth the words and sing along in yeah. a low volume. Yeah. I remember him jumping off the steps and <laughs> the whole thing, right? I mean, it's, but it's, it's very interesting. And I mean, you know, because he's an interesting kid too, because, you know, as a little kid, Think about it, to memorize all of the things that he was memorizing. Well, yeah, yeah. All I mean, of them did that. They memorized all of this stuff. All the actions, all the movements, all the lyrics, all this stuff. And they would act it out. And you would do it along with them sometimes. You, oh, you yeah. Would... Oh, of course. Like Charlie and Lola from Disney Channel. Oh, pfft, right. I was acting everything out. Right. And uh, so I think it's it's really cool. Um, and even though that, you know, some of their musical tastes have digressed a bit, I tried to get Christian yeah, reeled into the metal thing a bit. Oh, no. But we're they're, into the whole rap thing. Yeah. I mean, they're listening to all this other stuff. And that's cool. I mean, I, I get it. Um, you know, um, I can appreciate some of that stuff. But I love the fact um, that music is still with them. And I think when they look back on their lives, um, similar to, to the way I look back on my life, they will find that there's connections yes, to things, events, places, times, memory triggers. And that memory triggers happen with lots of things, right? It could be a food memory. I said it could be a scent. Yeah, too. it could be a smell. It could be a food memory. I mm-hmm. have a ton of food memories. That'll be a, a podcast hey, in be its a great own podcast. By the way, I didn't think about that. Yeah, a food memory. Yeah, because and, and just talking about food in general. I mean, because that's something that we all we all love. And I have some interesting experiences of, of regarding food that we could talk about. Um, but you know, I think that you know, music will trigger these kind of memories in them uh, and hopefully they're positive ones. Well, I have the flip side mm. of that. I have a negative memory. Alex had. What when would that she be? used to watch the Disney sing along 101 Dalmatians. Do you remember what would happen at the end of that? Yeah. Didn't they, the dogs go to sleep? The puppies went to sleep. And what did she do? She would cry. She would cry. So that was not such a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I wonder if we turn that on today, if she'd be like, so mom, I just came back from work. I wonder if that would happen. Would that be awesome? I think I just disturbed my dog. You did? She she came to check me out, make sure everything's good. Um, I don't think Tria had a, I don't know if I have a negative, uh, 
music story of Tria? Uh, my very first memory. It's surprising that I enjoy music at all because my first memory <laughs> was like a punch in the face. I mean, honestly, <laughs> you know, the freaking lion sleeps tonight <laughs> we talked about. Honestly, I mean, it kicked me right in the nuts before my nuts even dropped. I mean, but I, you know I hated what? it. You know, you know, it's, <laughs> you have these expressions. Um, I just know that like there, there's also like movie music. Like, you know, I grew up with Indiana Jones and Star Wars. My father like took me to both of those, which are very dear to me. But I want to tell you something funny is Christian was watching The Family Guy the other day. And um, they had the beginning. Very musical show, by the way. Tons of music. There is. I was in another room, and I heard the Little House on the Prairie theme song. Oh, God. So I came out, and I went, what are you watching? Did you you Greenbush right there? No, but they actually did that. They had Stewie fall down the hill. They Greenbushed. Yes, when she fell. (gasps) But I was like. That I know the music, like I, and that brings back all those memories on Sunday evening, sitting there with the family, watching Little House on the Prairie, and relating that family to mine because Laura was so close with her father, and I relate to that. Right. And uh, you know, she had a sister, and you know, her mom Mary. was great and sweet, just like mine. And I just think that you'll hear music, and it's like. Even And it's interesting because even though maybe somebody's never seen an Indiana Jones movie or Star Wars, God forbid, <laughs> if they hear that music, they know what it's from. So when you heard, even in the context of a funny show like Family Guy, right? and you heard the Little House on the Prairie music, what happened? I came, I came out of my room and I was sitting watching. And But how did you feel? What did it bring oh, out of you? Oh, it felt great. So it brought back all the positive memories, right? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, it's 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 a strange thing because we don't really, you know, we think of of memories of things, you know, as uh, you know, things we do, things we see, um, experiences we have, but we don't frequently tie them back to these these little moments in time where a, literally a sound can bring you back thirty something years, yeah. forty years. Yeah. To a positive, well, hopefully a positive time in your life. I did have another negative memory, by the way. And what was that? I remember once. To tell. Um, my family was watching The Waltons. Ugh, I didn't watch that. Yeah, so neither did I. But lucky me, got to watch the episode where some old person died oh. and they went off to sea. It was like this mystical thing. I, re- I remember to this day, it looked all sepia looking and there was a boat going off to sea when this person died. And so if I you hear that Walton's theme, I'm not thinking about John Boy's mole on his face. I'm thinking about that <laughs> frigging boat going off to sea with the dead guy in it. Thanks. That is just, Thank yeah, you, Waltons. Hard... Stick it up your ass. <laughs> um. But I was gonna say, there's things like um, as as I, um, I I pretty much think that most of our kids, as you said, have positive memories with, with I hope music. So. Yeah. I have majority of mine are positive, but I want to talk about the music that you brought into my life, which was actually Coheed and Cambria as well. Ah, yeah, Coheed and Cambria, which is a kind of like a post uh punk band 
uh, that kind of has a very progressive edge. They literally did like a seven album concept record that turned into a comic book series. Are you with your concept albums, Dream Theater? Well, concept listen, album. I'm a, I'm a deep thinker when it comes to music. This I is listen only to a 22 minute song. The thinking, yes, yes. This is this is only the 37 minute side, um, <laughs> but but I do tend to lean toward Katy Perry. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't want to roar? I mean, honestly. Oh, I like Katy Perry. Um, and not that I, there's anything wrong with that either. <laughs> it has its place in the back shelf of some some Kmart somewhere. Um, but in my world, I tend to lean toward... Um, progressive? Progressive music, things that, are, that have a high level of complexity. So why? Why? Because um, as a player, I'm... <laughs> Player. Play a play on. As a player, I'm amazed at what some of these guys can do. So okay. that kind of reels me in. And then I'll start to to listen to the music. Because it's interesting because the 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 way that my musical taste I went from listening to Leo Sayer, uh, you know, and and kind of, you know, early John Cougar and and uh and I you know, pop music of the time. Um, when I first, um, you know, found Kiss, and then uh, I found other bands beyond that, it was like a natural progression almost. I didn't get really heavily into like the hair metal and all that other stuff, but I can trace back my progression to complex music. So it went from like Kiss to um, Ozzy and Black Sabbath to. Um, to uh, Rush, to Metallica and Pantera, to Slayer, to, um, you know, uh, Dream Theater, to uh, Coheed and Cambria, to Periphery, to all these complex bands. Yeah. I think, I personally like music that either tells a story or tells how I feel. Okay? Right. Right. So I think you like to listen to that kind of music because you're aggressive and you try to keep that bottled up and the music kind of helps tame the beast. The taming of the beast. (laughs) So, yeah. So one of the things that you kind of, uh, you kind of pain of of salvation, (gasps) pain of salvation. So, what happened was, um, um, and, and again, you know where this band's from? Go ahead, tell everybody. Sweden. Well, it's Sweden. Yeah, so um, the Swedish band, Pain of Salvation. Isn't the Swedish chef from there as well? Windy Flindy Flindin. And the Scars Guards. And the Scars Guards. <laughs> Are the Scars Guards actually the Swedish chef? <laughs> yeah, that's Papa Scars Guard. That's. Skellen, Stellen Skarsgård's dad is a Swedish chef. <laughs> right? So, um, but yeah, so uh, the Swedish band Pain of Salvation, and they kind of, they used to be very, very progressive. And now they're, I won't say that they're not as progressive because they, let's be honest, they still have a song that's in 11-9 time signature, which is ridiculous. But, okay. but what they did is they tell amazing stories and have an amazing performer. So... You turned me on to them because you showed me the video. It was called uh, "When It Hurts." 
No. Is that the one in the blood? That's the one. But that wasn't the one that turned me on to. And I also heard the sister's song, which I thought was really interesting. Um, but the other one, the um, Meaningless song. Meaningless, yeah. <laughs> where a girl is getting on top of a dead body, which has to be Daniel in the and video. riding him into the sunset. Yeah, which I didn't understand any of that. But And he didn't either, by the way. I know you told me that. Yeah, he's like, you know, I just went with the director's vision. Listen, tell everybody how you are a dream maker. So... Uh, me and my um, my lifelong pal Rod been friends since uh, we're toddlers, just about, and he'll probably make an appearance on this podcast at some point. Rod Cohen, come Rod on Cohen, down! Rod Cohen, come on down! You're the next contestant on podcast tonight. Don't steal my stuff. I just stole you it. Just ripped it right out from under you. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. So That's we our word. we went to um, to see the show, uh, a Pain of Salvation show in New York. And um, they only come over here once every couple of years and do a tour. Right. And we got meet and greet tickets. So this meet and greet was set up in a very cool way because it wasn't like step up, take your picture, sign your crap, get out. And I'm not one for really all that. To be honest, I usually I buy the meet and greet tickets so I can get in the venue earlier and stand up front. Yeah, that's smart. Right. So um, I don't, you know, get, you know, nervous around musicians or famous people only once. And um, that was Billy Sheehan, the, mm-hmm. the bass player of uh, Mr. Big. I was just dumbfounded. I was like a schoolgirl. I was like, and I was like that with Matthew Morrison when my girls took me to see him, uh, who was on Glee, and he came out from the doors. And I know we're getting off topic, but came out of the back doors after we saw him in the show Neverland, which was about the man who wrote Peter Pan. And um, I can't think of his name. I thought it was Metallica. And uh, I was literally jumping up and down New York, and my oldest one was like, Mom, stop jumping. And he came over, and he took a picture, and it's one of the best memories. You talk about, I was like, whoa, like, this is crazy. I couldn't even talk. Wow. So we're at this show, this Pain of Salvation show. Sorry, I just wanted to get, I didn't want to forget my thought. So... Um, at the meet and greet. And I had had this idea that, um, you know, I didn't know how the meet and greet was going to be set up. And I'm like, well, if I get a chance, maybe I can FaceTime with you and Daniel. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, I don't I don't know if there's any way to pull this off. And I was going to surprise you with it. But on the off chance that you might not be available at the time, I had to mention it. Because I have such a busy life. But I had to mention it. You could have been showering or something like that. True. So I mentioned it to you um, that I'm going to try to do this. I couldn't guarantee it, but I was going to try. And so, it was Oscar night, I think, too. Yeah. So we get to the show. And the meet and greet was set up in a very cool way because they have a bar off in one side of the venue. And literally, the band is just hanging out. So you can just chat with whoever you want uh, and, and do your thing. So this one uh, girl was talking to Daniel and hugging Daniel and talking to Daniel and hugging Daniel and talking to Daniel. And I'm like, all right, I've had about enough of that. And um, I had you on FaceTime. And I said, uh, Daniel, can I borrow you for a second? I said, my wife's going to go crazy uh, if, if I don't let you talk to her here. You know, I said, she's a huge fan. So they FaceTimed. 
Um, yeah, but the interesting thing is that I told him that I loved him, and he said he loved me back. Yeah, and then afterward, obviously she meant loved him and is in love his music, sure. and, and he loved her as a fan. Sure. Um, but as soon as we hung up with that FaceTime, he's, he said, hey, wait a minute. He goes, I just told another man's uh, wife that I love her, and he's good with it. And I'm like, yeah, 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 it's fine, it's fine. But it was a very cool that moment. That was one of the most amazing things you have ever done for me. And it cost me nothing. Right. And then you had told him, this is what a great guy he is, that the reason I didn't come was because of my back. Because I, I can't stand for a long period of time. And he said that he would have gotten a chair and I could have sat in the front. Yeah, so next time they play, we'll have to see if we can make that happen. Um, but yeah, but it, it's very cool to me. And it, it took me forever to get you to listen to, you know, a band that I really love. Yeah. And you know what? I just like it because it's so it, it's ve- and I don't want to be rude. It's a it's very gritty. It's can be very sexual. It's very sexy music. It, it can be very aggressive and angry music. It's yeah. just it. he just it, it's really it, it's incredible. Yeah. It really is. So if you ever want to listen to something ridiculous and I don't like that kind of music. So that should tell people out there that maybe they should give it a. Yeah, I would give it a try. Give, give that a spin. Um, there's a disc out there. The band is Pain of Salvation, and the disc is called uh, In the Passing Light of Day. And some of the songs are a little, I like the majority of them, but if you listen to The Meaningless Song or Taming of the Beast are the two that I would recommend. They're very catchy, but the entire story, and, and I'm, you know, I tend to think about the whole big story behind, behind this thing, but um, this individual who in, in the musician world uh, is very well respected. He's got a, a tremendous vocal range, plays a ton of instruments. He's been around for a long time. Um, and he contracted um, flesh-eating bacteria. And um, this album, from beginning to end, um, takes place from the moment that he finds out that he has the flesh-eating bacteria and gets diagnosed, literally having days to live, honestly. Three days is would be what he, he would live. It was on a Tuesday. So, um, but but the album goes from when his diagnosis and concludes with him accepting the fact that he's going to die. Yeah. So it doesn't end with I'm going to live a long life and I beat this thing because he obviously beat it because he wrote a record about it. Right. Um, but some of the things that he talks about, especially in the last song, which is about 900 minutes long. Um, but some of the lyrics in it are extremely emotional and it's, yeah. it's communication from him to his wife saying that it's, it's okay that, I, that he's going to die. And it was uh, very, very moving when I listened to it. Yeah, it so, is very good. So you should check that out. That's your takeaway from today's lesson, kids. Go listen to In the Passing Light of Day <laughs> by the band Pain of Salvation out of Sweden. Was that Gene Simmons? Of Kiss. Well, I think this was a very, very good uh, Thank you. conversation. Thank you. Thank you for offering up the topic and allowing me to indulge in this. this uh, Part one of influences. Influences, yeah, because we, we find that um, media has lots of influences that permeate our lives, whether we know it or not, and we're going to um, discuss them in, in future podcasts. So yes. this was a really great uh, start for me because this is such a huge part of my life. So I I thank you for allowing me to indulge. You're welcome. 
And that'll about wrap it up, kids, for this episode. Um, we will be back uh, with more episodes, you know, uh, discussing more interesting topics and, uh, you know, getting your ears nice and warmed up for some some amazing conversations. And uh, that about wraps it up. So we will see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.